Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey everyone! Wow. <laughs> Nice sharp edit there, Jeff. Thank you for that. Um, we are here with the Unsets and Match Build-Up Show. I am Paul Machen, Steve Pluckett, and Ian Young. Uh, join me in the studio for this one. Um, we've just done the final word show, looking back on Liverpool's FA Cup win over Norwich. Uh, basically spent about 45 of the 60 chatting about how amazing Taki Minamino is. So if you want to check that show out in video or in podcast form, it's over on Redman Plus right now. Um, but yes, um, moving things forward, Ian, um, yeah, we're just back on it now. We've won the League Cup, we've progressed in the FA Cup. Inter Milan in the Champions League is to follow next week, but no, Premier League now, the one that we, the one that's the, the one we're least, still least likely to win, but the one we all most want to win. And West Ham, yeah, is what stands in our way this weekend. I've just been saying to say, David Moyes absolutely despises us, doesn't he? He Does. hates us. I'm, I'm convinced. South, Southampton won last night because David Moyes was too busy planning what he had for us on Saturday. He hates us more than Jota hates Leicester. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it'll be a tough game. But if we want to go on, we want to catch City, we want to catch, want to, want to win the league. We're going to need to win this game. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll score. I'm convinced we'll score goals against West Ham. It's just what we do at the other end. And if we do what we've been doing mostly and defend them well for the past few games, we should get the win. They've been a bit of a a surprise package, and maybe not. I mean, because obviously they did reasonably well last season as well, didn't they, Steve? But mm. I think there's something about it being West Ham, and you know, it doesn't feel that many years removed from me from being inside that ground when we battered them and their fans are having punch ups in the stands. It was just something very not right at that football club. And maybe I've just got a bit of disrespect towards Moyes because I, I know he did a, a, a decent job at Everton, certainly judging by how crap they've been since. Mm. He wasn't the right fit for Manchester United, which was great. Um, but he, he seems to have really found his feet this this time at West Ham. Um, fifth at the moment, two points behind Manchester United. Um, yeah, the, in a normal world, you'd be going into this game going, oh, well, yada, 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 West Ham. But they've actually got the tools that could cause us some problems at the weekend. Totally. And, and what Moyes is good at, Man United aside, is getting a tune out of his players he's always been very good at that yeah. you take yourself out to Dogs of War you know the, the, the Everton cry um, yeah he's he's got a nice blend of a squad there they don't appear to have any particular weakness maybe a, a little bit of depth up front we've heard that before for other teams but mm-hmm. um, yeah they're, they're, they're well balanced they've got really good um, 
centre midfield pairing in Rice and Suchak. Um, they're a good side. They're, they're fifth for a reason, and I genuinely think they're in the box seat for for that fourth spot. And they play an attractive brand of football as well. They're, they're not negative. They play on the front foot. Be a test. Saturday, the weekend will be a test. There, it's funny because I was chatting to doing a video for another a channel with Flex, formerly United stand, and talking about Manchester United things, and he's just so lacking in confidence that United will get the business done to finish in fourth, albeit they're in the driving seat at the moment. Ian. But it's something to be said for West Ham is they've got quality, they've got players, they've got good players there, they've got they, and they have got a good manager. What they've got stability, and I think that's making a major difference. And I think it's one of the reasons why weirdly like Wolves have, have, have done quite well this season is that they've got good players and they've got a nice stable club, nice stable approach to what they're, they're sort of doing. Which sounds mad a game from West Ham only a few years ago, but. Arsenal are a basket case, United are a basket case, Leicester have become that as well. And West Ham just feel like they are just really positioned. It would be, a, I still think I'd feel surprised if they finished in the top four. And I don't think they're really there. I don't I don't think they're going to do anything to the Champions League if they, were to, if they were to qualify for it. But they are just a really, quietly admirable sort of setup this season. They're a good solid team, aren't they? Nobody wants to play them. It's like... You'd, you wouldn't want to get them in a cup game, would you? Because when they play, when they're on, when they're playing well, they do play really well. Uh, they've got Antonio who's going to cause trouble problems with anyone. Bowen, who nobody wanted at Liverpool in the summer, but then everybody wanted them for Liverpool in January. Everyone jumped on that. Um, they're just they're just going to be difficult. I think I said I said we'll definitely score. But they don't concede many goals. Although I think they've got a bit of a run lately of conceding goals. I think they've not. I think they've had a bit of a. I wouldn't say poor run of form, but they've definitely dipped lately. Um, the hope really is that they've gone big for the FA Cup in the week yeah. and not and not got what they wanted to. Whereas Liverpool have been able to rotate heavily. I mean, they're mm. starting eleven for that game. Uh, uh, the three-one defeat to Southampton. Aliola, uh, Diop, Zuma, Dawson as the back today. Fornals, Rice, Suchek, Johnson, Lanzini's in there, and then Mikel Antonio and, and Jared Bowen up top. I mean, to my eyes, if if there's ma- if there's major differences there, they are. There's not much off that. Is there being what, what they've team? Got. Yeah, they can't be any stronger than that. And, you're right, hopefully we'll, we'll um, catch the hangover from that. The thing that they've got going for them, just looking at their, you know, the, the obvious threats, Jared Bowen, who has proven all season long that Liverpool's scouting might be pretty good, shock. Um, <laughs> he's got 12 in all comps, nine assists, uh, which is a, a you know, really, really admirable return from him. Obviously, Michael Antonio's got 10, uh, 10 goals, nine assists. They're the main men, and the thing we know about Michael Antonio, Steve, is that he plays well against Liverpool. He's been that kind of consistent player that you know we'll get it. As long as he doesn't get injured and as long as he's fit, he'll cause a problem. Ten appearances against us in all comps, five goals. He's him and Bowen are going to be obviously the ones to watch out for. Yeah, and, he, and he, he's one of the very few centre forwards that can honestly say he relished the shoulders to shoulder with Van Dijk because that's mm-hmm. what he's about because he's physically strong. He's quick, you know. You, you look at when Van, there's videos going around of Van Dijk shepherding Mbappe off the ball and taking the ball off Adama. They're, they're different physical specimens than Antonio. He is up for the fight. Former defender who's come up the through the team to play in the front line. Uh, very quick, very direct. The only thing I can hope for with him, and it's like you've just said, is we'll play the high back line. There's a few sprints in behind us there that might might not be great for his hamstrings. Yes, uh, he does suffer from that, you know. Yeah. So um, you don't wish an injury on somebody, but. 
Um, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna ask questions of our defence, as will Bowen, who is really looking a, a decent player and warrants an England call up right now. The the thing for me on this game is we we owe them big time. It's more used for the start, so there's always a little bit of needle in that regard, but. That was such a mad game away earlier on in the season. They just caught us at a, at a, at a bit of an odd time. I think Allison's. It, it's a it's a weird game of. I don't think he gets the right protection from the referees, but also he's a little bit lost under the pressure that he gets put under in in that game as well from you know set pieces and and, and headers and that kind of stuff. Divock Origi gets to come on and not quite be full. Divock and be the total savior of the day, but. Liverpool will look back on the fixtures where they'll go, OK, we can do better here. And that will be one of them. I think that that Brighton and I've already done Brentford will be the ones where it's like, right, no, that doesn't stand. We have to go again and go better this time. Yeah, and I thought I thought on the day there was a few players in our team that had an off day, not just Alisson. I thought Fabinho had a very, very rare off day and stuff like that. But you'll find out how it's going to go when West Ham get their first corner and I would deal with it and, yeah. see, and see what happens there. And I, I think, I agree. I think that's going to be one of the really, really interesting things to keep an eye out for because I think we've seen a few times this where clubs have had a little bit of success doing something one way and then the next time we've met, they've tried it again and Liverpool have sealed that breach. By that point, you know, it's an old adage of, like, I think it was like Frank Miller talking about breaking into the comic industry. And he says, you find a way to break in, but then they seal that up behind you and no one else can get in that way. And, you know, they, I, I, that's the mark, I think, between truly exceptional sides is that they won't just go to the well again. Moyes, if he's had time to really think about it, will have a new approach on that. If not, you'll see that he'll, they will just try exactly the same things and hope for the same results. Just put somebody on Alison's toes and see, see how he deals yeah. with it. Um, but you know what? That's not the only way they can hurt us. They can hurt, they can, they can hurt us with Bowen, can't they? And they can hurt us with... They can't, it, West Ham are good at getting down the channels, I find. I think, I think the full-backs are pretty good as well. Um, but like, we're Liverpool, they're West Ham. We should be more worried about what we can do to West Ham and how we can damage West Ham rather than how they're going to put damage us. Yeah, and there's a bit of like again Moyes being at Anfield and all that kind of stuff, and and you know, and there and there being a, there being something to play for. I'm not expecting this to be like one of the the all time great Anfield atmospheres, but the thing is, they'll want to have a go at us, and I think that will help. Mm. I think you know you can't really tell Antonio and Bowen that they're not gonna. They're gonna just sit in. They're gonna sit on the on the on the halfway line and and, and feed off scraps. They're gonna to want to take the game to us, which I think should hopefully help to ignite everything that's going on inside the ground. Well, they're not a pragmatic side, are they? They're not teams that sit back. They don't have a they don't have a low block or a mid block. They, they they try and play their brand of football, and as you said before, that's admirable, and I agree. So they will come and they will try and play us. Um, I think. I don't think the Moyes factor really comes into the play for, for Klopp. It does for the fans, but not so much for Klopp. I think what Klopp will see this as, as you rightly said, it's one of the, the games that we need to redress the balance and say, right, we know we didn't do what we needed to do first time round against West Ham. I need to see it be different today. And mm -hmm. I think that's what he'll be demanding of the players. Yeah, absolutely. A couple of comments before we head to the trivia question. Andy App with the Super Chat says, it will be a tough game, but we have more than enough quality in this squad to get the job done. A narrow 1-0 win, I reckon. Yeah, and uh, Varan S isn't, isn't Ariola the area around the nipple? Um, <laughs> Everybody thinks that, no one dares say it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, uh, right, yeah. Um, if you've got comments, thoughts, uh, super chat, and if you're a club legend uh, subscriber on Redmen Plus, uh, get into the live chat Discord, and I'll read through some of the best comments toward the back end of the show. So plenty of time to get them in. But yeah, I have a trivia question before we head to the break. That trivia question is: Moyes has managed against Liverpool 32 times in the Premier League. How many of those has he won? Hey guys, it's Steve here. Hopefully you are enjoying this podcast. Just want to let you guys know if you want even more Redmen TV goodness in your ears, every single show that we produce over on our subscription service, Redmen Plus, also comes in podcast format. So you can get all of our amazing content on the go. Hopefully you enjoyed that one and hopefully you enjoyed the rest of the show. Yes, thank you so much there to the wonderful Ross Chandley and the Ultimate Fan Update. Get involved, play along uh, and see if you can beat us. Uh, link is in the description underneath as well as that league code as well. Um, right, yeah, trivia question before the break. David Moyes has managed against Liverpool 32 times in the Premier League. Um, how many of those has he won? I would have said three. I'm going to go lower. I think his record against us is absolutely dreadful. The answer is four. Four. Four We're times. Away, well, and you'd have been right up until this season. <laughs> of course. Um, a follow-up question. How many of those was it, were at Anfield? None. None. He same. has not won a Premier League game at Anfield at all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it was one of those things. I went through it and I was like, it's like yeah, a couple of, he had a, f- a few wins for Everton, but all at Goodison. Yeah. And he had a win for Man United at Old Trafford and, of course, for West Ham at the whatever the hell their stadium's called these days, the uh, London Stadium or whatever. Yeah. Um, so there, there you go. Um, I actually called it Upton Park before. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the bowling ground. The bowling ground. Um, right, Trent Van Dyke, Canate, Robbo, Fabinho, Mo, Naby, there's probably more, all completely rested from action uh, in midweek. Steve, we talked about this earlier. That's... It's hard to imagine. Sorry, not Canate. I didn't mean to say Canate. I meant to say Matip. Um, it's hard to imagine all of those lads not really just coming back in for this game. To be perfectly honest, and then you've got, of course, a conversation to have around Jota, Mane, Diaz, and who gets the nod in amongst all that. But I mean, it's all, I mean, it's all about squad management. Not, not necessarily just the depth in terms of squad management. We've mentioned there. West Ham have gone big midweek mm. and lost. There'll maybe be a reaction there to be careful for, but in terms of what the side Liverpool can now put out, that's frightening. I think the names you mentioned have all had the day off. Um, the only subjective one come the weekend would be Naby Keita for me. The rest are shoe-ins in terms mm-hmm. of coming straight back into the side. You, you want your best side against your more difficult opponents, and West Ham will certainly be that. Um, so, yeah, it, it's and, and the permutations up front, I think, I think Diaz plays. I think the one thing we pick pick up from the other night is Jota still isn't fully over his injury. Mm-hmm. He's, he didn't look his sharpest self, um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see the same front three that we went with in the cup final. I, yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because you, look, the back four you'd imagine will be restored. Allison will continue because why? Why not? He's the Premier League goalkeeper. He's the best goalkeeper in the world. Fabinho will come back in. You would 
you'd imagine Henderson, given that he actually got a little bit of time off as well in the in the match, he will probably, possibly be pushed back to the eight, which really means it's who you're putting alongside in, in midfield. And then, yeah, the big question is, is is in the attacking areas. The fact that Jota starts suggests that he could he could then revert back to being the the thirty minute role in this game rather than maybe the sixty seventy. What are you going for? I think the the only two decisions that are going to be made are going to be Elliot or Cater. I think Cater will play, and I think it's um, Lewis Diaz on the left. I think Mane through the middle and Salah on the right. I I think it pretty much picks itself apart from Jota or Diaz and Cater or Elliot. Yeah, the two shames really in this, and it and it and it probably makes the conversation or this this prediction a little easier is. No Thiago. Yeah, he got, I think he plays. He starts straight away. Absolutely, and, and we know now it's probably, he's probably going to miss Inter Milan as well off the back of this, and we're hoping to we'll be hoping to get him back up to speed sooner rather than later. And Curtis Jones, we don't quite know how bad that injury was. By all accounts, I don't think it's too bad, but I think there's a strong conversation that he might have actually kept his place in this yeah. game. So we're back to a situation all of a sudden where realistically it could be Ox again. Could be Cater, could be Hendo, and it could be Elliot. I don't think it'll be Milner. So you're really picking two from those four, and then if you're going on freshness, it probably is Cater Henderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, I, and I'd have no, I've had no qualms with that midfield at all. I think the midfield is probably the only one where it's quite difficult to pick who's going to be. I think back four, back five picks itself, top three picks itself, apart from. Jota or Lewis Diaz, um, but the midfield you've got that many options in there, and th- in the midfield now when Thiago was not there, the other midfield around about the same class. There's no big standout player that you go, yeah, that player definitely comes in, mm-hmm. um, and o- also you've got the horses for courses type thing as well. Yeah, I, I think there's a degree to which with Cater, though, is the option if he's the guy who's automatically coming in. For Thiago, we've seen a little bit of rotation between them. Well, we've actually seen them both on the pitch at the same time, of course. But I just wonder whether he's the closest in skill set to Thiago there because he is so comfortable on the ball. He's probably the one who would come in. But I actually, I, I felt a bit sorry for Ox in midweek. I thought he, I don't think I thought he had an absolutely fine game against Norwich, but didn't shine. There's something to be said for actually just letting him go again. Because he is the kind of player who you'll get more out of him two games back to back, I think, than one in than one in three. Yeah, very probably. Um, I think the thing with losing Thiago down that left hand side is, and Diaz will help us defensively because he, he likes to get stuck in. Um, is that when we conceded in the previous game against West Ham, there was a tactical foul to make in that area, which we didn't do, yeah. and Bowen carries the ball far too far before he slips in. It was four nails who scored the goal. Um, we're going to need to watch for that again. And, and Naby is really, really good at pressing, but he's not so good at let when players run off him. Yeah. So I think you're right. If Jones's injury wasn't, or he didn't feel the need to come off, Jones starts because mm-hmm. he's probably a little bit more disciplined in that regard. There's a bit more height in there as yeah, well. Totally, yeah. Um, so it's an interesting combination. Um, with regards to Ox, I really wanted Ox to get hold of the game the other night and say, I'm the guy on this pitch that's the best player, and I'm going to show you why I should be in, in the first first 11 as it were yeah. he didn't do that and I was disappointed in him for that regard whilst he didn't do anything wrong that for me that was his sort of audition to say I'm your man when you consider Ian those, those we talked about this on the final word of 
Curtis Jones took his opportunity up until the injury. Costas, the same. Taki Minamino, absolutely. Oxley Chamberlain kind of falls into that similar bracket of he's on the fringes of things and this would have been, as he says, a good opportunity for him to shine. It's whether Jurgen Klopp is in that mentality of, well, never mind, that's your chance gone, we'll see you in a couple, we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time, or he thinks, there's, uh, go on, it'll do his mentality a lot of good to come back into yeah. this. And I'm right, I think he's a bit... I think it's West Ham, one of the games where he had a really good run of games and West Ham's one where he's actually not that good in as well in, in, in that. So maybe there's just a little bit of a side story here where it probably should be Cater, but maybe you give it to Ox just to say, go on, mate, go and do the game we know you're capable of. Uh, what's funny, a couple of months ago, we had a conversation about Ox where he was like the 12th player, where mm-hmm. he was the one who was coming in when we needed someone and he was doing the job. The conversation is very different that we're having now. If that shot that he hit doesn't hit the post and it sneaks in the near post and then we get the goal, yeah. we're probably not having that discussion because we're talking about a great goal that Ox has scored and that's the fine mark. He's very like that Ox, isn't he? That mm. Sometimes that he can be, he's, a, he's something in the back of the net away from you going, oh wow, what a, Taki Minamino's a bit like that as well, yeah, isn't yeah. it? You go, oh, what a great game. But I mean, yeah, that, I think that's a good point. And he, he's he's that player that offers that. I mean, I think Kate is doing that a bit better now as well. Mm-hmm. Is that he's having shots from twenty yards and he's doing stuff with it rather than just putting it in the stands. But Ox is somebody that offers that. He offers that. Then if things aren't quite happening and there's a gap there, he's quite willing to let one go. Just interesting to note on the Oxley Chamberlain thing. Today, I just got this up into all comps this season. He's he's played the eleventh most minutes for Liverpool, Oxley Chamberlain. So not not just that he's the twelfth man. He's he's effectively the, been the eleventh <laughs> man. Um, that suggests that I mean it's skewed slightly by him having to play up, up front during the Afcon games, but it would suggest. That Ox might actually get the, the nod in this. Although that being saying, being that being said, obviously, Klopp likes Cater, doesn't he? You know, he, he, it's like you and me, Paul. He wants to see the Cater that we thought we were buying explode onto the scene and yeah. start picking the ball up and drilling at people like he was doing in the Bundesliga. But that's a very different league to play. In. I think that the, the thing to bear in mind going into the game is that against West Ham when we lost, we had a, a really lightweight midfield. We were never in control of the midfield at all in that game. Um, with, with Henderson and Fabino in there, you're going to get two players that can give you that control. So you can afford to have a slightly more free-ranging, for the want of a better word, midfielder in there that's going to give you a little bit more going forward. Who's the better passer and who's the guy that can unlock um, a, a defensive midfielder and a reasonably resilient back four? And, and for me, I think, right now, I think I think Cater's got more strings to his bow in terms of unlocking defences. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things, just again, looking at actually starts and minutes played. Cater, 13 starts, 1,064 minutes. Thiago, 12 starts, uh, 1,100 minutes there. They're the two who I think we're hoping to get more of a tune out of in the back end of this season. Because right now, you know, Ox is Mr. Reliable. He's there and he's fit every single week. He might not be everyone's first choice, but there's something to be said for looking around alright who's ready to go and Ox is there with his hands up you know stripped ready and, and, and fit fresh and fired and it's whether yeah it's whether it's part of this rehabilitation of Naby Keita or again you know you do a world where who do you want to start against Inter Milan in midweek because if Thiago's not going to be fit and we don't know about Curtis Jones just yet 
I know also whether you want to start Harvey Elliott in that game, etc., etc. I wonder whether this is a contributing factor of who's the one, who's who's prepared for that mm. match, and do you then have to work backwards? So you say, well, I want Cater, for, I want Cater for Inter Milan, so I'll play, I'll have sixty minutes of Ox, and I'll have thirty of Cater, and then I'll maybe look to flip that on its head for the midweek. But it's an interesting, interesting conversation. Just from what we know so far, the way Jurgen tends to manage is the lads that tend to play a lot of games tend to play a lot of games for a reason so the lads who've played a lot will continue to play a lot but it'll be an interesting thing of whether Naby's just been it's unfortunate it's circumstance that's kept him out of the side because we know that's true for Thiago because if he'd been yeah. fit he'd have had a lot more starts and played a lot more minutes it's whether Naby is one or is, is he just a, a squad rotational player it's interesting first both of those guys Naby and Ox are in a similar contractual position in terms of playing for a new one mm-hmm. Which one wants it? Which one wants to stand up and be counted? Put their hand up and say, "Give it to me." Because yeah, does he give it to both or does he give it to one? And That's when we consider the last two performances, Steve, I thought Naby had a really good game in the in the final, mm-hmm. particularly when he was dropped in under such you know bizarre circumstances, not been through a proper warm up, just dropped in the very last minute when his head's in. Okay, well I'm on the bench and I'm gonna you know watch him wait, wait for me opportunity to come, and all of a sudden he's starting eleven is thrust upon him. I thought he did really well in that environment against Chelsea, whereas, as you said, Ox and Anfield in the Cup against Norwich, not quite as much. Again, Klopp's managing for the, season, for the rest of the season here. It'd be interesting to see whether he, what approach he goes Also, on. interesting on the stat you put up before, under Oxlade-Chamberlain, it says right forward, right wing. Under Naby Keita, it says CM. Yeah. And there's a big difference. Mm-hmm. You're playing a guy that it, it traditionally plays a bit wider. And doesn't get involved in the defensive elements of the game as much. Um, why not play a centre, centre midfielder in a centre midfielder's position? Yeah, that's an obvious question. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm sure Ox would be keen to stress his uh, his versatility. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and his and his need to play in, in centre mid. I don't think I, I think he's been he's been good. And I think the one thing about Ox is he, he's played actually both sides of the midfield yeah. to to a really good degree of competence as well. Whereas Antiago's done a bit more of that. Whereas you know you know Henderson. You'd right. rather him on the right of the right of the three, given 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 the choice. But I suppose not yet. Naby. The good thing is, is we're sat here talking about two forty fifty million pound footballers. Who, let's be honest, if Thiago was fit, wouldn't be starting this game. But now, oh oh, woe is us and our and our, and our wealth of riches. It's uh, a hard life, mate. Yeah. It really yeah. is. And as you say, we've not even gone big on the whole. Jota, on, I mean, Jota is ev- is everyone's favourite at the moment. Mm. You know, he's. His song is the song that's being sung constantly in in Liverpool games, but I, you know I just want another look at Luis Diaz because every time he gets on the pitch, oh, it's just wow. absolutely incredible. Uh, right, we're gonna have a little look at the fixtures and we're gonna do some score predictions and uh, and, and get through the comments, super chats, etc. Uh, but yes, just a little reminder of what amazing content we've got for you guys over on Redmen Plus. Hey everyone, our brand new streaming platform, Redmen Plus, is here. Each and every week, we give you a wealth of incredible Liverpool content that you cannot find here on YouTube or on our free podcasting services. We've got extra shows, documentaries, features, interviews, and a whole lot more. Head over to the RedmenTV.com, join Redmen Plus. It's a streaming service like Netflix. But for Liverpool fans, we love it and we think you will too. See you there.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yes, an absolute wealth of additional content for you guys over on Redmen Plus. Head to the RedmenTV.com. Um, yeah, we have good fun with it. We hope you guys will too. And yeah, we'll have every angle of Liverpool's uh, quadruple <laughs> challenge covered. Uh, yeah, and all the culture and all that kind of stuff leading up to it as well. So yeah, boss. Uh, one of the things that we highlighted in the build-up to it was the five-part podcast series we did uh, looking back at all of Liverpool's previous eight League Cup wins. And I was really, like, I was like, oh my God, if we lose this, then no one's going to want to talk about the League Cup ever again. Whereas we've got nine of them now. <laughs> and if you want to know how we got there, then yeah, go and check out that streaming right now. It's uh, it's really good stuff. Uh, right, gents, the thing that really stands out to me, um, just looking ahead to this weekend, is that Liverpool play West Ham 5.30 Saturday, Sunday 4.30pm kickoff, Manchester City versus Manchester mm. United. And um, in, we had this through the week, finally again playing again before Man City put it on their toes. And and look, I don't expect Man United to get anything from that because they are shite. But, <laughs> moreover... <laughs> so <what are> you <laughs> but, moreover, I think we saw with City last weekend, and Chris made a good point of this, is that they looked really, really nervous and really edgy. And obviously that horrendous handball decision goes in their favour. They know they've gotten away with one there. And it would be nice to just see them. With, let's let's just close that gap to three points and go. Go on, go and play. Go and play your big city rivals in a massive game of football and see how you hold on. Any team, I think, you've got players that can run can hurt City. It's just that a lot of players, a lot of teams don't want to do it. They don't want to try it because it's Man City and they're scared of what's going to happen at the other end. It's a weird weekend because where there's weird like United. To win, I think United would quite like us to beat West Ham as well, yeah. which, is, yeah. which is very, very strange. Um, yeah. Shake hands on that one. <laughs> yeah. So, um, now, yeah. yeah, but um, I think United might get a point. 
They've got a good record against mm. City, haven't they? We've seen mm. a couple of times where, worst case scenario, they've done a very good job of spoiling title processions yeah. or what they're delaying it by a week. Or it's very, they've actually become to City what they were to Liverpool in the 80s, where their biggest success was just at stopping Liverpool winning yeah. the title. Not so they could win it, just so they could say that they've stopped Liverpool winning the title. And totally, and Ian's right. I think if you're brave against Manchester City, you can get things. Uh, Chelsea in the Champions League final leads with 10 men last season. I'll guarantee you Marcus Rashford starts against City because he's had a very good record against them. So they'll leave their wide men wide, they'll leave them high, and they'll stop City getting involved. And yeah, it's, it's interesting that, isn't it, Ian, that, that, that both the Arch rivals want the other team to win this weekend. You don't see that very often, but I genuinely think um, Manchester United have, have got what it takes in terms of a style of play to trouble City. Um, and I wish teams would go into games against City with a little bit more confidence. And little, they're freebies, they're, they're free hits, aren't they? Why yeah. not have a go? Well, the thing is, what they've got recently, of course, is that Tottenham Hotspur game to look at. They've got They've got the ability, I think. And the, the problem is, of course, is Harry Maguire, you never know. And I, I, I think he gets a lot of undue stick. I think Harry Maguire's problem is that he's not Virgil van Dijk. But then again, that, that's a problem we all face every single day when we, you know, we, from everything from playing football to looking in the mirror. Um, he's an absolutely fine, he's a fine centre half. They've got, their players are all fine in that regard. But if they, I'm hoping that they are. It's a most one-off games of football when when you've got good footballers in attacking sense they can cause problems and if you can just have it you can just be resolute if they've got a task to stick to and that task is defend for your life um, then they might be able to do similar to what Spurs did and maybe Ronaldo just comes in drops in and he does a little Harry Kane style thing or this is Bruno Fernandez's game to shine and then they've got some pace on the counter maybe maybe fingers crossed you know well Ronaldo he's going to want to make it all about him and he? so yeah. he's he's going to be well up for the game if we could have uh, just oh, sorry just to interrupt when you consider the Harry Kane point as well that the two strikers that got away yeah. actually having a telling impact on them could be a nice little sub story yeah. uh, exactly and if you get the Harry Kane that played for England in the World Cup a few years ago I'm, I'm not expecting but I definitely think United could take something even if that's just the point that does make um because I don't want them doing too well because I don't want them celebrating too hard you know what I mean yeah yeah but you know they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll lose next week or they'll, they'll lose the week after because that's where United, that's where United are at it's the top four teams and we should remember this because this was our life for a long time it when was, you're yeah. fighting for top four you look at that and you go oh if we just win five games on the bounce you never win. Teams go fighting for top four, don't win five, six games on the bounce. It doesn't happen. Yeah. You'll draw it here, and every time you, you think you're about to get there, you'll fall short. It's like it's like the remaining, it's like a drama trap for Sky Sports. So if the title's ever done and the relegation battle's ever done, there's always this top four thing because you've got a bunch of teams just tripping over themselves trying to get into that spot. But as we said, they've got quality. And I don't like, I'm not going to support Manchester United. I'm probably not even going to. I might watch it if only because Liverpool's business will hopefully be done and dusted by that, by that point. You know, safely tucked up at three points. We can watch it. It's a bit of a free hit for us as Liverpool fans. But yeah, there's a, there's a nice little dream well, scenario. United could quite, quite conceivably win that game and then go and lose to Crystal Palace and Burnley the following two weeks that's been their season hasn't it and yeah. I'm not bothered about them yeah, yeah, yeah. but at the end of the day you're quite right I'll probably have a look if Liverpool win their game in the basis that it's kind of it was really nice to watch the, the way the Tottenham game finished against City as a Liverpool fan it was really enjoyable to see um, so, so yeah you know they're quite capable of dropping some points there and it would be nice 
for us to do our business on Saturday and put some extra pressure on them. Yeah. Because it's been the other way around for so many years. Absolutely. Uh, King Jason here in the comments saying, don't forget United has something to play for, so they might just pitch up for this match. Hopefully CR7 has the game of his life, lol. Uh, uh, no piece shit now. <laughs> um, yeah, let's let's all do that. Ronaldo's well past his best. He's a bit crap. He's slow. He makes it all about himself. That's the the, the hope is that that's my thing about this is that if Rania can set them up with something, and it's a derby, so that's and that's why they do. See, even when United have been crap since they last won the title, they have managed to find ways to motivate themselves for this because it's a bit like you know, like an old boxer and you get into a fight, but he, he's, he's maybe not got all his faculties and skill sets, but you can find them, they, they've got... They've got more to lose, and that's what like United fans have got. They've got more to lose because they've had years and years of just putting City in the place, and the City fans are a bit primed for it as well. Mm. And, you know, they've got that you know typical City thing going for them, whatever things don't quite go in their in their favour. So yeah, United being this and Ronaldo, and there's just a few players. I'm hoping they just buy into this one game mentality where it's all or nothing. Um, because God knows Liverpool have been in that situation before and we've been a, a struggling to make Champions League places team and then we've gone and done we think back to Cops first season going to the Etihad and getting a result against uh, uh, Man City what a big result is, as well is, is when City thought they were going to win it Guardiola told the players to invite their family and anyone who looks like their family because we we're going to have a party and Paul Pogba turned up and spoiled their party that's what we need to see on, at the weekend Absolutely. something like that yeah completely agree on that hey. yeah uh, uh, just please United win. <laughs> I never <laughs> I thought say that. I did. Yeah. I said it. And I, I'm, I don't the, care. City's defeats come out of nowhere, so that's my point on this. I don't. I think this is the most like predictable way for City to drop points. So I'm, in that regard, I'm like, I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not going to sit there and throw all my happiness on the bonfire here in the hope that I somehow, you know, it somehow comes out for me. It'd be nice. It'd be nice to watch this with a little bit of pressure. I'm obviously Liverpool have got to do the business. We had this discussion didn't we before the Spurs game, and it worked. So let's hope this discussion's worked again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fingers crossed and all that. Uh, in terms of other Premier League games, you know, as far as Liverpool can say, not masses of note in there. Of course, Leicester leads Burnley host Chelsea, uh, Aston Villa host Southampton, Norwich Norwich host Brentford, Newcastle have Brighton, Wolves have Crystal Palace, Watford have Arsenal, and the uh, late game or the Monday night game is Tottenham hosting. Burnley Chelsea's an interesting one. They've scraped through. Very, very bad work of, of, the, of the game last night at Luton, Chelsea, and mm -hmm. with what's gone on at the club, and, and Burnley got a draw against them early on in the season. There's a bit of history in there, and a few things going on at the moment. Everton fans will be very nervous, won't they? Playing Spurs. Yeah. Which Spurs? Which one yeah. turns up? Yeah. All of um, Chelsea's eggs are about to go in the cup baskets, aren't they, anyway, yeah. you know, if they've not done so already? So it wouldn't shock you to see them just take their eyes a little bit off that, but obviously Burnley are also crap themselves aren't they so that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't help anyone in that regard um, but yeah Tottenham Everton be fascinating to see whether it's like whether uh, in fact it's away so Everton are going to lose that um, so never mind um, <laughs> uh, right so um, let's have some score predictions Liverpool West Ham Anfield Ian what do you think it's going to be I think there's going to be goals and I think it's going to be close I'm going to go 3-2 Liverpool Ooh. I hate Steve. that scoreline so much yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think 3-1 Liverpool yeah I think 3 nil to Liverpool. Yeah, why not? We need to get a clean sheet again. I like clean sheets. Let's go back. Let's go back to doing that. Or, or it'll either be a three nil or, or, or a horrible one nil. But at this point, I've said this all along. I'm back in that. I'm back fully bought into whatever. 
Just, just, it could just be nine eight. I don't care. Three points, please. I would, in terms of like what you, the psychological damage to City, I think it's got to go to one or two ways. Maybe, maybe three. Oh, it doesn't matter. Either <laughs> knock them everywhere, you know, absolutely one for the ages, or we win it with a really late, like ninety fourth minute when they've all, all their mates in the WhatsApp groups have all yeah have all turned on. And go, oh, Liverpool are about to drop points, and then they turn on just in time to see Sadio Mane get up and head one in at the back at the back post or whatever. Well, well, a forty yard well, run well, by a solid Joe. debatable penalty. Yeah, that really wind them up, wouldn't yeah. it? Whatever, it, whatever it takes, just win Reds, put it all on Man City's toes, and let the Manx duke it out for uh, for pride and all that good stuff um, score predictions then in the comments if you're watching us live if you're listening after the fact or at any of your podcasting services then leave us a five star review that always helps and if you want more video or podcast content all of our studio based content on Redmen Plus is available in both so if you're liking content on the go you can get that um, yeah and listen to us in your ears on your commute and all that good stuff as well as well as all the documentaries and all those brilliant things right sound um, yes one to look forward to the watch along will be on the week weekend as well and I will be at Anfield for that one so hope to see you guys soon have a boss weekend ta-da